Part two, chapter thirteen of a vital question, or what is to be done by Nikolai Chernyshevsky, translated by Nathan Haskell Dole, eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five, and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Part two, first love and legal marriage, chapter thirteen lopukhov during these last weeks has had no time to spend with his acquaintances of the medical school kirsdnof who has kept up his intercourse with them has replied when asked about lopukhov that he has had among other things some business to attend to and one of their common friends as we know gave him the address of a lady the lady to whose house lopukhov is now going how excellently the matter will be arranged if all turns out satisfactorily thought lopukhov on his way to the lady's house in two years or certainly in two years and a half i shall get a professorship then we shall have something to live on and meantime she will be staying quietly at the b s provided only mrs b proved to be the right sort of woman and there can hardly be a doubt of that in fact lopukhov found in mrs b a clever kind-hearted woman without pretence though from her husband's position and from their wealth and connections she had a right to put on great style the conditions were favourable the family circumstances very propitious for vierotchka everything proved to be entirely satisfactory just as lopukhov expected mrs b also found lopukhov's replies in regard to vierotchka's character perfectly satisfactory the affair was rapidly drawing near a settlement and after they had talked half an hour mrs b said if your young aunt should consent to my terms i will ask her to remove to my house and the sooner the better for me she consents she has authorized me to consent for her but now that we have settled the matter i must tell you what would have been wrong for me to tell you before the young girl is no relation of mine she is the daughter of a chinovnik at whose house i give lessons there is no one besides me to whom she can confide her troubles but i am an absolute stranger to her i knew it monsieur lopukhov you yourself professor n naming the acquaintance through whom her address had been obtained and your chum who spoke to him about this matter of yours know each other to be so honourable that you can speak among yourselves about the friendship one of you has for a young girl and not compromise the young girl in the eyes of the others and professor n having the same good opinion of me and knowing that i was looking for a governess felt that he was in the right to tell me that the young girl was no relation of yours don't blame him for indiscretion he knows me very well i also am a person of honour monsieur lopukhov and believe me i understand who is worthy of respect i have as much faith in n as i have in myself and n has as much faith in you as he has in himself but n did not know her name and now it seems to me that i may ask it seeing that we have settled the matter and to-day or to-morrow she may come into our family her name is viera pavlovna rozalskaya now there is another explanation that i owe you it may seem strange to you that i with all my care for my children should decide to settle this matter with you without having seen the one who will come into such close relations to my children but i know very well of what sort of people your circle consists i know that if one of you takes such a friendly interest in a person then this person must be a genuine godsend for a mother who wishes her daughter to grow up into a truly good woman therefore an examination seemed to me an entirely unnecessary piece of indelicacy i am giving not you but myself a compliment 
I am very glad now for Mademoiselle Rosaskaya. Her domestic life has been so hard that she felt that she should be comfortable in any sort of a family. But I did not dream of finding such a really excellent career for her as opens for her in your home. Yes, N told me that she leads a miserable life in her family. Very miserable. Lopukhov began to relate all that was necessary for Mrs. B to know, so that in conversations with Vierotchka she might avoid all references that would remind the young girl of her past life. Mrs. B listened with interest. Finally, she pressed Lopukhov's hand. No, that is enough, Monsieur Lopukhov, or I shall get sentimental, and at my age, and I am almost forty, it would be ridiculous to show that even now I cannot listen with indifference to tales of family tyranny, from which I suffered myself when I was young. Allow me to tell you one thing more. It is not so important for you, and there is probably no need of my telling you this, yet it is better to tell you. Just now she is running away from a lover whom her mother is doing her best to make her marry. Mrs. B. was lost in thought. Lopukhov looked at her and also began to appear thoughtful. If I am not mistaken, this circumstance does not seem to you as unimportant as it does to me. Mrs. B. seemed utterly absorbed in thought. Excuse me, he continued, seeing that her mind was entirely distracted. Excuse me, but I see that this troubles you. Yes, it is a very serious matter, Monsieur Lopukhov. To leave home against the will of her parents, that of course means to bring about a great quarrel but that as i told you was of no consequence if she were running away merely from their folly and cruelty the matter could be arranged with them some way or other if worst came to worst we could give them some money and they would be satisfied that's nothing but when such a mother forces a bridegroom on her daughter it means that the bridegroom is rich a very profitable investment of course said lopukhov in a perfectly melancholy tone of voice of course monsieur lopukhov he's rich and it is that which troubles me in such a case the mother is not going to give in so easily and do you know the law about parents in matters of this kind they have full control they will begin a lawsuit and carry it out to the bitter end lopukhov arose and so it remains for me only to ask you to forget all that i have told you no wait a moment allow me at least to justify myself somewhat before you bourgeois how mean i must seem in your eyes that which ought to stir up every honourable person to sympathy and protection that very thing keeps me back oh what pitiable people we are indeed it was sad to look at her she was not putting it on it was really painful to her for a long time her words were disjointed so confused had she become then her thoughts began to become logical but whether disjointed or logical they meant nothing to lopukhov yes even he was also confused he was so occupied with the discovery that she had made for him that he could not heed her explanation in regard to the discovery after he had given her sufficient time to speak out her mind he said all that you have said in your own excuse is idle i was obliged to remain so as not to seem discourteous lest you should think that i blamed you or were angry but i must confess that i did not listen to what you said oh if i did not know that you were right and how good it would be if you were not right I would tell her that we could not agree about the terms or that you did not satisfy me and that would be the end of it she and i could hope for some other way of escape but now what can i tell her mrs b shed tears what can i tell her repeated lopukhov as he went downstairs what will become of her what will become of her he asked himself as he came out from galernaya street 
upon the kono gavardaisky boulevard of course mrs b was not right in that absolute sense of the word in which people are right who try to prove to little children that the moon is not to be seized with the hand it was very possible nay even probable that through her position in society through her husband's quite important official connection if she had seriously desired vierotchka to live with her marya alexyevna would not have been able to tear vierotchka from her hands without causing serious trouble for herself and her husband who would have to figure as the official defendants in the lawsuit and this she would have feared but nevertheless mrs b would have had to take a good deal of trouble on her shoulders and would possibly have some disagreeable interviews it would be necessary in behalf of a stranger to incur obligations to people whose services it would be better to reserve for one's own affairs who is compelled and what reasonable man would want to act in a different way from mrs b we haven't the slightest right to blame her yes lopukhov was not wrong when he despaired about vierotchka's escape end of part two chapter thirteen recording by expatriate in bangor maine